0: think
1: so. I just think if you had the exclamation point or the yeah, question mark at the beginning of a sentence, yeah, you then know, you would know how, you
0: to, know how to... You already know to be excited. You know your inflection. So yeah. welcome to the middle of this conversation. We think that <laughs> yeah. upside down question marks and upside down exclamation points should be used in English language. We are steal that from the Hispanic community.
1: We're going to adopt it. Yeah. At least we should adopt it on a personal level. Yeah, yeah
0: we'll, we'll start. start. We'll just see what happens. Yeah, we'll I, see what the, the fuck happens.
1: So welcome out to the Aaron and Austin Show. It is our 19th episode. We're we start be kind of amazed by that, yeah, I guess.
0: We're getting somewhere, right?
1: Yeah, uh, today we have journalist, writer, musician, cook, uh, amazing guy. That about reporter, Joe about Stump. That. Yeah. <laughs> Joe Stump's in the house. Thanks for doing this, Joe. Yeah, thanks for having me. I, I saw your name in the Chinese menu, the Great Wall <laughs> <laughs> the Chinese menu.
2: I endorse Great Wall. Who doesn't man, like I,
1: Great Wall? I'm, I'm with you.
0: Great Wall's not bad. I mean, anybody's got a good crab on Google. That's I'm with great,
1: you. right in the name.
0: Yeah, and yeah. there's and they they came in and like opened like ten restaurants, and I don't think any of them's closed. I mean, they came in yeah. and just were like, we ain't opening one of these bitches. We're opening ten. You guys has, ready for this shit? <laughs> have you ever noticed though that
1: every town has that same menu? Like <laughs> oh, pretty much like the Chinese mm-hmm. restaurant. Yeah. The Chinese restaurant menu? Yeah, it's Mm the same menu, roughly. (laughs) Well,
2: they're fun to watch. They have open kitchens. You can kind of check them out.
0: That's true. All right,
2: real quick, let's get to a graphic
0: before we get too far into this for the shows next week. Go Go out and see local shows. please Please go out and see
2: some local shows.
0: water.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, go, go see local shows. Um, we're back with Joe Stump. So hey man, you been, have been writing some books. I saw Wicked Wichita and now you have Iconic Eats.
2: Yes, I did Wich- Wicked Wichita about four years ago and Iconic Eats of Wichita was published in um, earlier this year.
1: Phil F- is in on Wicked Wichita. Basically a uh, a crime history in Wichita. Huh? Yeah,
2: Wicked Wichita. This book here. Yeah, hold up. Was, you can show. Um, That's when we. Yeah, show that. So. It's uh, it covers kind of the seedy side underworld of Wichita's first fifty years, from the oh, yeah. um, uh, city's founding, rival the railroad in 1872 up to about 1922, and so you go from this crazy rough frontier town to beginnings of a of a pretty good-sized city with uh, bank robbers and all that kind of stuff in it. So.
0: Wow. What inspired you to get into starting that book?
2: Um, I have started out my career as a crime reporter a long time ago. I've always had a fascination with uh, criminals for some reason. I've covered a lot of court cases, um, just something I wanted to do. And I, the more time I spend in Wichita, the more... Great true old stories I came across, so i can just collecting them for the book. Nice. So you just kind of from people's accounts and no, it was mainly ba- a, a lot of work in newspaper archives, some court documents, reading so, some previous histories. So sifting well. through a lot of. Sifting through a lot of stuff. microfilms and stuff. Yeah, the Kansas uh, State Historical Society maintains a database of every newspaper published in the state. Almost every paper. From before Civil War up to 1922. Oh wow! many reasons to access that information. It's free. Named by with the Kansas really? a driver's license. It's, oh, fat, and awesome. it's got a search engine and everything. Public domain. So basically. yeah, yeah awesome. it's it's a, re- a, g- a tremendous resource. Oh, so crazy. you started using that and putting together. Yeah. Did I, you? What
0: gave you the idea to do the, the, crimes? Just because you like crime and you wanted to. S-
2: yeah, I, you know, most, just several <laughs> histories have been written about Wichita, and they don't spend, spend too much time on the criminal parts. Well, all about, yeah, they'd rather gloss out. Yeah, well, and a about, lot of people I mean, don't go and read all the archives
0: right, and stuff either, yeah.
2: like, can go and get all the yeah, newspapers. Yeah, but if you talk to me about on a daily basis, what used to sell newspapers was crime, right. you know. That's what and, sells um, for news, for sure. And It's just interesting. I mean, there's a lot of drama involved, some very colorful characters in the city's past. I wanted to show that Wichita is not, another thing I want to show, Wichita is not this boring place you know out in the middle of nowhere what well, is out in the middle of nowhere but it's not yeah. really boring it's got quite a fascinating history
1: but, but we, we certainly get lumped in that category though I remember it was like Jimmy Kimmel or something mm-hmm. gave away tickets like tickets to Wichita <laughs> and it was like oh great you know, you know? like it was this big joke
2: let them think that we we got it pretty good here. We've actually we've actually cool got seat, we've
0: actually had a lot of national recognition lately when we've hosted the NCAA tournament, and yeah. we hosted some other things, and people came here and realized, that, hey, Wichita's kind of fucking cool place. Oh, and, very, so, you, and you don't have to break the bank to fucking yes, do anything wow. here. And, <laughs> very livable, yeah.
1: in my opinion. And did you see this thing of apparently we're on like the top twenty places for barbecue in the country? Yeah, uh-huh. we're on
0: top fucking like ten. Interesting. Which, did does, which they didn't put a lot I of Texas did,
2: in, but I like uh, there's some <laughs> good barbecue here. Pig in, pig out. Catered our wedding dinner. Well, apparently, I job. think it was B
1: and C Barbecue that they yeah. were talking about being in that top. tier. Oh, were they
2: just? Go, was
0: it just them only, or was it the whole city of Wichita? Well, I think it was the whole city of Wichita, but that was
1: the one that like stuck out. To whoever, okay. whoever was writing this, Georgio's is really good. I'm a fan of yeah, like that.
2: Yeah, for sure. Kind of by the front of the liquor store by the canal route. Really yeah, Legit,
0: legit ass place. Yeah. So, is there any? Um, big stories in the Wicked Wichita that stuck out like, yeah like, like, like uh, Vegas is like give us mob. a couple yeah give us a couple yeah. of like okay the, silence. Silence. the
2: most the, for me the best chapter is the longest chapter in the book it's right in the center of the book and it's about a a street that was uh, notorious not just in Wichita but throughout the entire southwestern United States and this street uh, still exists but it was so bad they had to change the name oh really so can you guess what the street was Grove. Name. Grove. <laughs> Grove Street. <Why laughs> it's named for a saint
1: now. <laughs> oh, of course it is. Flip that right around. Yeah, oh, Saint, saint Francis.
2: Francis. So it used to be called Tremont Street, and from Douglas South to right around where Kellogg is now was nothing but saloons, gambling halls, and mainly brothels. And it was located very close back then. Wichita had not just one train station, but multiple ones up and down there. So lots of travelers would get off and head for for Tremont, and a whole lot of um, local people made use of it as well. And there wasn't a day that went by when the, either the Eagle and or the Beacon didn't have a report about something going on So it was a pretty un- lively, un- pretty un- lively un- little spot. Yeah, yeah, just mm-hmm. a constant stream of murders and robberies and crazy characters like... Uh, Cocaine Katie, you know, you are reading through these old newspapers, you don't expect to see people called Cocaine Katie. Well, and Cocaine she,
1: Katie was in that Doctor Hook too,
2: uh-huh, right? Uh-huh. So she gets she gets thrown in, or has to go before the judge for beating up one another one of the working girls on Tremont Street, and he finds her uh, twenty five dollars, a lot of money back then. She says, "Well, you might as well make as a hundred twenty five dollars, judge, because I'm not paying it anyway." <laughs> and there's the newspapers back then just uh, devoted a lot of coverage to crime, so. I didn't have to search that hard for material; it was sitting there.
1: Yeah.
0: Wait. So, so you just you kind of can see, and then you go look in the archives, and their front page. Yeah. Pretty easy to and, just come
2: right apart. Yeah. And then the other thing was that the city just had an on because it had prohibition in place for so long, but yet there was never a time when you could not get a drink in Wichita. So there was a lot of official corruption going on; people getting paid off to look the other way, not enforce the law, and it just led to a you know very kind of, kind of a nice. Yeah. Wild West a little spot here. Well,
0: there was yeah.
1: a time uh, I want to say it was like, uh, you know, like 2013 or something like that, to where we were on the like the top 20 most corrupt cities,
0: hmm. really in the U.S.
2: Well, back then we definitely were. Yeah. Well,
0: we ain't changed much. It don't seem
1: like. And and, uh, <laughs> and I want to say that back in the day, um, there was an island in the middle of mm-hmm. the river. Ackerman Island. Yeah, yep. Ackerman Island. Okay, oh, so elaborate. so uh, Ackerman Island was kind of where all this stuff happened. That, that was kind of the adult fantasy land kind of thing. And the Wichita Monrovians right. was a uh, Negro. I don't know if they were on the Negro League, but they were a, a baseball team that challenged the KKK to a match and won.
2: Yeah, baseball game. I played on. There was a baseball stadium on Ackerman Island. Yeah, and they played the KKK back then. The KKK was sort of a, a civic group. Yeah. Very, very yeah. out front. It was, like, front. The Rotary yeah, at it was like you know. Well, like, I mean, earlier than that, uh, you could get away with being you know, super yeah. racist. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. That's the Monrovians are a fascinating topic. We just had an article on them in our paper, and they were one of the few black baseball clubs in the United States that owned their own stadium. Yeah. It was located at 12th and Mosley. And uh, they weren't part of the big Negro lead, right. but they supplied players to the Kansas City Monarchs, which were the premier team. So they were there kind of like a farm system partic- for
0: the Negro yeah. League, yeah. And there was
1: one player in particular, and I can't... I never even have. heard of this
0: baseball team. Yeah, yeah. Say it one more time.
2: Uh, the Monrovians? The Monrovians. Yeah. Name for Monrovia, uh, the uh, city in... Um, Africa oh okay you know they purposely named it for that they yeah, were black black owned okay. and uh, it's very cool you can get their uh, baseball cap online now oh yeah. I bet they got a tight ass hat it's, it's they're, pretty they're, they're cool non how do you spell it Uh and if you want the hat I believe
1: the site is Everleaf yeah, right? yeah, I it's pretty
2: cool. I've been meaning to pick up one. Yeah, dude, but I would love very that. Very interesting. App. I cannot remember the name of their best player, but, but they, you know, people like uh, Cool Papa Bell and Satchel Paige. They all the great uh, black players came through and played mainly at the um, NBC tournament through the years. Yeah. Nice,
1: but yeah, but Ackerman Island kind of held the whole. I mean, I don't even know stuff.
0: much about Ackerman Island. Well, like, you guys are schooling me like big time right now. Well, <laughs> not a lot of
1: people do because everybody would like this narrative of Wichita is such a boring place. You know, screw, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nothing to do, but but like our our history isn't that we're making it that. Yeah, I agree. You know what I mean? We're we're, we're the people like uh, you know, let's just play some video games and call it a night.
0: <laughs> I think it's still pretty wild here. Well,
2: we, we, yeah, if you know where to look, we're we'll, we'll getting there. Yeah,
1: if, if you're plugged in, you know what I mean. <laughs> and, and you're doing a pretty good job of staying plugged in. You still out playing with the band, aren't you?
2: Yep, still gigging pretty regularly. Do solo shows. I got a band called Fly My Night. And I've recently branched off into doing some jazz, singing the nice. classics. So do uh, you branched off by yourself doing some jazz, or your bands doing jazz? Uh, well, I've kind of got this group called the uh, Jazzy Gents, or Flyby Jazz, depending on the night. And I usually hook up with a drummer, um, a jazz drummer named Kim Trujillo. Uh, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. And then we'll get, like, some hot, young uh instrumentalist from, w- usually a WSU right. grad student, to play sax or guitar with us. So I sing and play the songs, and then they fill, you know, fill in the gaps. Nice. Kevin's not playing sax with you anymore? He, in the regular band, he is. Okay, okay. okay. But I'm talking about songs like um, jazz songs that people actually know, recognize, have words, melodies. You know, yeah, Sinatra. So like Sinatra, Sinatra jazz. Duke Ellington, you know, up through, uh, you know, Michael Buble, you know, Steely Dan stuff like that, but a lot of the cl- a lot of classics. Yeah. Some of that jazz, they
0: challenge you to be able to sit through. They're like, you yeah. got to
2: really love jazz to sit yeah. through this. That's not my thing. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. A,
0: it's like a real eccentric version of like, can you listen to my music? <laughs> like, it's like, come on, like I, I love jazz, but you're not even like this doesn't even have like a, a rhythm. This is not symmetrical at all. That's okay. kind of where
1: I'm at with jazz. Like, <laughs> like the the field is too wide mm. for me. You know, I, I like that cool like John Schofield kind of. Mm. Real listenable, groovy jazz. You know, yeah. makes it makes you kind of bop around a little bit. But you can get into that really weird jazz, to where there's no wrong notes. It's just jazz. Yeah, see,
0: like, like that's weird to me. Like you uh, hear people horrible. like blow through the through the spit tube, and you're like, <laughs> that's not a note.
1: No, it's yeah. not even close.
0: But yeah, so you started your career as a journalist. Right. And mm-hmm. you uh, went to, did you go to WSU or did no, you No, I went to Missouri. You went to Missouri, because you're yeah. from Illinois yep. originally? Yeah, Illinois. So That's Illinois. what I read on your uh, yep. Facebook page. So what what uh, inspired you to be a journalist from the beginning? Um,
2: I think there was a lot of excitement around journalism when I was growing up. Um, uh, journalists had just brought down the President of the United States. That's how old I am. So what you know, what time? Woodward and time. Bernstein, oh. all, uh, you know, all the President's men, they brought down Nixon, uh, basically the Washington Post did through their reporting there was this you know hit movie made about it It looked like a very glamorous job uh and it is a great job uh, once you like i said once you take that obligatory vow of poverty it's a lot of fun (laughs) (laughs) it's like musicians (laughs) i mean mean, mean, and and podcasters but you know but it's a constant stream of learning like you know becoming a instant expert on a different topic every day meeting a lot of fascinating people famous people and and you get to write and Get your words read by lots of people. So it's it's a, it's very appealing in a lot of ways. So that's why I did it.
0: So what would what, would you start so you're you go to Missouri? Yeah University College Missouri. Of Missouri. So yep. where do you uh so you're you're a Tiger, huh? Yep. So uh, The Not quite
2: graduate, I'm still (laughs) technically an undergraduate. (laughs) That's good, that's better than most of us get anyway. So what did you start start doing first off? Uh, I just took a job with a weekly paper in a tiny little town in northeast Texas. Lasted there about three months before cultural differences. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Mandated me moving on, then got a job at the bigger paper down the road, the Texarkana Gazette. Pretty good sized paper, about 35000 There for a few years, went to the Tulsa Tribune, an afternoon paper, those don't even exist anymore. In Tulsa, really loved Tulsa, but then moved down the Arkansas River to Little Rock to the statewide paper in Little Rock and he was there for a good 10 years covering you know Bill Clinton, uh, Whitewater, Little, you know, all all Little Rock all this stuff. And then I, I d- really, truly got burned out on that on, new, on the new side of journalism. loved to cook, moved up the Arkansas River again all the way to Wichita to become the food editor, Eagle. Is Mm -hmm. that what
0: you you signed on here originally? Yeah. So they gave you without any like really. Doing any food, and they just gave you a chance. Well,
2: have, I had uh, written a few food stories on the side, and I had been a kind of a serious hobby cook for a long time. You know, I had a I had a ton to learn, no doubt about it. But I had some some background in it. Yeah, that's and you definitely. don't really need. That's one another good thing about journalism. You don't really need a degree. To, <laughs> there's yeah. not a license. Well, it's <laughs> on you. How much <laughs> do you want to learn? It's kind of like
0: yeah anything. Like, do you want to be good at this? You can go get good at it.
2: Yeah. So it was it's, it was a great job. Had it for ten years. Met a lot of. Uh, uh, you know, so many great cooks in town, and they were very welcoming. Bring you in the kitchen, you know, share their recipes, techniques, ingredients, all yeah. that kind of stuff. It was, it was a blast. I always thought I had not just the best job in the newsroom, but really one of the best in the city. And, yeah. you, and you're doing uh, you know, food crates, you're doing like <laughs> food classes and stuff, right? You're yeah, doing, I teach uh, culinary classes at Mark Arts. Okay, about nice. twice a month. So do you? Yep. Have one last is it just like night? basic skills, or is it like what? No, what it's it's more like uh, I'll come up with menus. A lot of my my real interest is ethnic food, so I'll do like classes on Vietnamese cooking, or Lebanese, or Mexican, or Greek, or um, Thai, or you know. And then so each our, class is kind of yeah. based on a, a cuisine. Yeah, like yeah. A, and then like last night, the one I did was based on my newest book, Iconic Eats, and I just I took the what I considered the most iconic Wichita recipes from that. And we did about 10 of those last night.
0: So how did you, so how did you, so you've done the, you did the Wicked. Is these your only two books? Yep. So you did the Wicked Wichita book. What, what inspired you to do the food book? Did you start collecting recipes from the town and you wanted
2: to put that all together? Yeah, or? I had, you know, I had a, I think I estimated it, I like too, 700 so. stories about food in this town. Mm-hmm. So I had a lot of material. Yeah, And for sure. uh you know, people were nice enough to share their recipes and stories with me. And so I had such a good time doing the the first one. Not that it's not a lot of work, but once it's published, it's so much fun to go out there and sort of promote it, talk about it, just like things like this, or the groups I just got done talking to a group at Botanic about my new book. It's fun, you know, you get get out and meet people. And um, it's like they always say, it's a lot more fun to have written than writing. So so I've always wrote too, so I know what you mean. So I wanted to do another one and I knew I had the material and the publisher asked me, had kind of had a slightly different suggestion. I said, I didn't really want to do that, but I'd love to do a cookbook they're a history-related publisher. That's what they specialize in. They said, well, if you can weave enough history into it, go for it. And so it's sort of a combination combining my love of history with my love of cooking. So I go into why there's so many great Vietnamese restaurants in Wichita, why there's so much uh, good Mexican food, why the Lebanese, you know, dominate the city's fine dining scene. And, they do. and they do it, to me, it's all very fascinating background. And um, And then there's... Like I say, about overall about 180 recipes that people have given me. So you got full-on like step-by-step recipes in the book as well. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Do yeah. you do you go through venues and restaurants here, or past restaurants and stuff like that too in the book, or is it all just food from this area?
2: Uh, yeah, it's 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 not all just restaurants by any means. It's uh, I'd say at least half of the recipes in here are from home cooks. Nice, oh, but about awesome. half from you know restaurants and. Um, You know, I've got kind of organized. I've got like a Vietnamese chapter, Mexican chapter, uh, Lebanese chapter. And then I've got home cooks, professional cooks, uh, prize winners. And I've got one chapter which I really enjoy doing like on the city's uh, present and future food scene. So I talk about how just within the last 10 to 15 years, you know, we've got all these great food trucks. And I've got a recipe from the flying stove guys, you know, who I think really got the whole thing rolling, so to speak. And then the whole farm to table movement. So I got recipes from some local growers and you know the whole brood pub movement and how they collaborate with trucks. And hey, you covered it, most of it all, really. You yeah, I tried be- to get as much as I could. You know, I figured this is probably gonna be my only cookbook. So, so, so did you target
1: it time- like, okay, Connie's is a great magazine, <coughs> right. uh, the recipe for their beans? Yeah, you know? well, yeah,
2: uh, for the most part, these were recipes I already had when I sat down to write the book. I did probably collect another two dozen during the course of doing it. Nice. But they were, pla- they were places maybe like Not specifically Connie's, but ones I thought that is so iconic. I got, like, I I knew I needed a recipe from Doodah Diner. So I got a recipe from Doodah Diner. They're very gracious to share it. Same with the Flying Stove guys. I'd actually left Eagle before they got one in the business, but I contacted them. They shared one of their best recipes or most uh, popular chicken doobie. And um, I'm not going to say how they came up with that name, but uh, we can speculate. (laughs) And uh, let's see what else. so no Connie's, but I do have like the recipe from the church where Connie used to cook. The uh, was, there that, was
0: there anybody that was like not too like, open about giving you recipes and shit? Um, through the years, <laughs> I gotta yeah, say,
2: yeah. You know, honestly, through the <clears> years, <throat> most people were very willing to do it. Uh, like Tanya Tandak, I got a couple of her recipes in there, the oh, late, sure. late, great Tanya, and she was one of the first people I talked to in this town. She was like, you know, for a real cook, there aren't too many secrets. And of course, she could just sit down and take a taste or two of a dish and tell you everything in it explain and how it was explain made.
1: Explain to me who she is. I don't T- know who she is. Tanya Tanduk did uh, Tanya's Soup Kitchen. Yeah.
2: And she was yeah. tragically uh, murdered about, I don't know, six oh, years ago. Shit. Six or seven years. A while. Was just and, and, um, <laughs> wow. and her restaurant's still around. Though. Really? Still, it's it's a in history. Still <laughs> doing, her restaurant's sure. around, still doing great. What's and, her restaurant? Uh, Tanya's, Tanya's soup, kitchen. soup kitchen. I've never even heard of that. Yeah, place. yeah. it's over and, on huh, uh, Douglas. I thought I lived here. And
1: and, uh, and Duda did a tribute to Tanya. Mm-hmm. They they made their uh, what was it? Their eggs Benedict. Yeah, I, they made it at Tanya's.
2: Yeah, hmm. and, well, that's and of them. And Benedict. Patrick, you know, the main chef at uh, Duda is amazing. He's he has this like scratch kitchen just to put out it's awesome. breakfast and oh, lunch. Yeah. Oh, dude, they're play, yeah. that place is bomb. You yeah, go get yeah. you Sunday so, lunch at that joint. My picture's on the wall. So, yeah. <laughs> so just <laughs> as I said that, I thought. Reason. Another reason I did it was just as I said, I did the history book because I th- really thought Wichita had a fascinating history. I think Wichita is a great food town. If you know, if you know where to look, want to get off the beaten path, not oh, just pull into Outback Steakhouse, you know, for dinner. Yeah, or, you know. yeah, Well,
1: and and Wichita is a test market. We're we're not just a great food town, but we are a finicky food town, mm-hmm. and 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 the whole world knows it. Um, they, they test dishes here. Do you guys remember those broccoli cheese tots from Sonic? Yeah. No, <laughs>
0: actually. Remember the double chicken sandwich from KFC? <laughs> the two chicken breasts? The double, double, <laughs> yeah, double. Like, like, chicken up. it was that. chicken like, on remember chicken. The double a bun. down. The double down. Yeah, you know, shit, whatever yeah. it was, double your ass full of chicken. It was the heartache. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but, but. With just yeah. cheese so, and bacon in between. So it.
1: these corporations, they run trials <laughs> through here because we're finicky. If we don't like it, it ain't going to sell. It ain't going to sell anywhere else well you know, restaurants yeah. are the same
0: way they come in and think they're going to swing dick around here and boy it don't go well for them sometimes yeah. Yeah. I think taco more bueno than that yeah. it's more about like if the finicky yeah. ass people here like it it'll decline everywhere else
1: yeah there you go it's, a, yeah. it's a tough business for sure it I
2: wouldn't
1: is, want to be is. in it and, and the restaurant turnover business man the restaurant Thank
0: business you. is tough and I, I love everybody who's in that in that service industry they're all, usually amazingly interesting fucking people and they're and the all the way down to the fucking busboys and servers and shit but boy, that's that is an industry I don't think I'd ever could invest a fucking dollar in. Uh-uh.
1: Uh-huh. There's there's a lot of good chefs, you know. I'm- and the chefs bounce back. It doesn't matter what restaurants. Like I always say, bands break up, musicians mm-hmm. move on. Yep. Restaurants go under. Those chefs are going to surface. Yes, they will. Yeah, they, yes, you know. they will. Yeah. But, like like Jimmy Voe. I really I really like yeah. a lot of uh, the stuff that Jimmy Voe does. Who is he? I don't know who he is. Uh, Jimmy Voe. He's doing a lot of stuff with Oddfellow Hall yeah. right now. He's kind of doing.
0: He does a lot of pop ups and he's yeah doing like yeah pop up kind of that kind of shit is awesome. I love yeah. the like food truck pop up. And, and he's a
2: grower too. He yeah. he, he has like a huge. Uh, is a
1: warehouse.
2: He's a weed grower.
1: Microgreens. Oh, and like
2: bean sprouts <laughs> from yeah. the Asian restaurants and like local, yeah. you know, stuff they need um, herbs and stuff like that. So yeah, oh, that's he's, awesome. he's yeah. very well known. Big warehouse uh, in the in the business. Just being a talented cook. Yeah. yeah but, so what's your favorite restaurant in town? Well, mm-hmm. it all depends, it. On you're right? Because
0: you're talking cuisines, like, you have to. You know,
2: it just depends on what I'm hungry for. I love, like, I love. I love pho, so right now I like H and M up at Seventeenth and Broadway for that. I like um, the one that's on
0: Pawnee for. You know. Oh yeah. Uh, well, the, if you talk talking Pawnee and Oliver, oh
2: yeah, uh, Saigon Bistro at, at Hillside and yeah, Pawnee. Yes. Yeah. yeah. God, I love their I, boon. I yeah. have I have rarely had a bad bowl of fun. This town. I mean, it, we have amazing Vietnamese food. Yeah, we do. We have a pretty big
0: Vietnamese community here so yeah <laughs> read this book to yes, find yeah, out why yeah we did Is Is there, a,
2: well back, back in the 70s
1: it was, a, yeah, yeah. was real quick
2: <laughs> well so when fall when you know the communists took over uh, south vietnam uh the a bunch of people south vietnamese immigrated under you know emergency and the uh, catholic and lutheran churches brought about sponsored about 800 to thousand of them And they were almost all former like military officials government officials and their families so they got here And then they started bringing their other family members and friends. And so right now, and then there was another big wave when, like, the communists really increased persecution. This would have been maybe in the mid-'80s. And that's when actually all the boat people Yeah, this wasn't
1: just South Vietnamese. This was, like, the Hmong people in general, like Cambodia, Laos. Yeah, you're right. Yeah.
2: yeah. And so um, anyway, right now the population is, like, uh, 3%. Which doesn't sound like a lot, but that's way more than most cities have. You'd have to go to someplace maybe like Houston or Orange County or something like that to find a, maybe a bigger population. I mean, they're small on place, but we have a we have a large Vietnamese population. But mm-hmm. what's obvious is that these there couldn't be this many Vietnamese restaurants if surviving if they weren't if the Anglos didn't love them. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, you go th- into th- them th- and th- most th- 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 of them, it's usually yeah. about two thirds to three fourths. American, if not more, right? Because oh, yeah. it's great food. I mean, Americans love other ethnic foods. They do. Yeah. Like, they do. I mean, we love that shit. I oh, mean, yeah. Very,
0: very, very rarely are you going to ask in a... Typical American bro, <laughs> what's your favorite food? And they're going to say, continental. <laughs> like, no, no one yeah. says that. No one
1: fucking well, says Well, they have continental breakfast. Like, I, I, yeah, I, I no like little one, tubs of yogurt. Yeah, nobody fucking ours. eats
0: American cuisine. Yeah, you're, you're <laughs> kind of right about that. Everybody's but what either, is like, American
1: cuisine? Hamburgers,
0: hot dogs, steaks, and potatoes and shit like yeah. that, man. Hamburgers, cool. Germans, frankfurters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And let's
2: see. Favorite restaurant. I love the chicken truck on... Um, on 21st Street up by Market 21st. It's Cheap kind of truck? a... truck? Yeah, it's, and now it's morphed into they have a permanent sort oh, of outbuilding it. with a big grill. Yeah. And it's always had a big pink truck there. I, I think it's called it's called, but I got one of the recipes in here too. Nice, and that's at so, where? Uh, twenty first and Broad and Market. Twenty first Market. Yeah, between, yeah, between Arkansas no Mar- Plaza kind of. Thing yeah, just it's between Broadway and uh, Arkansas, about halfway between there. Great oh, place. Sweet. I mean, you just drive down there, you'll smell it, you want to stop. I love hearing about new right. gyms in town.
0: This yeah. place is like, and from your, I'm sure you know, being a food editor and all that. But this place is full of like great, fucking, like corner joints oh yeah it's amazing it food, is. man. it I is guess one of my favorite things about this place yeah. i rarely eat at like i mean i eat at fucking mcdonald's and shit like everybody does when you're in a fucking hurry but like the local food here is good like i yeah. try to always stop and eat at a local place
1: yeah. oh yeah yeah there's- um shane gross is doing a real good job she, like she's got the anchor she's got the it's like i'll forget the name of it it's like yeah, the meat market right yeah the, 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 meat oh, market, the meat market the is cool. the thing you know like she's, yeah. she's got that whole block and yeah, yeah, I've got her
2: photo in here mentioned. Not not a recipe from there, but her photo because she's somebody who's really into collaborating. Yeah. And so if she threw the Strong Ale Fest. She would invite other or brewers to come, local brewers that could be seen as competitors to come in. She'd invite food trucks to park out in front of her place. Could be seen as competitors, but you know she realized that like when people get together, they can. Sometimes accomplish more. And you
0: you alleviate a little bit of that competition shit, too. Like, everybody's gonna fucking eat. We can't eat at every restaurant every time. Like, we don't need you talking shit on a restaurant and you talking shit on a restaurant and ruining business for each other. I just don't see the point,
1: man, okay? I I, I think bigger, better things come from cooperation than competition. Mm -hmm. You know, and and competition's such a weird uh, phenomenon, anyway, really. I mean, how do I compare apples and oranges Mm -hmm. here? If we're both trying to make a Philly cheesesteak. Okay, I can see maybe a little competition here. Yeah, but still, that's that's a, such a subjective thing. And the, okay, he might like my chicken steak better than <laughs> you know. And it almost
0: might you, have, you, you break it down even more. You might even have to have the same exact ingredients. Yeah, yeah. like if you make a Philly cheesesteak one way and if I make really it this way, compare it. Like, yeah. come on, how you're, how
1: do we do that? You know, like, you're
0: some right? people's are going to be better
2: than others for sure. Agreed.
1: So, so how are your chickens doing, man?
2: My chickens are doing good. We've got three right now. And um, let's see. I I I do need to thank you for getting us into the chicken (laughs) lifestyle, and
1: it is a lifestyle. I I do
2: blame you for the destruction of our backyard, (laughs) which really. It doesn't even, resemble you even a want that
1: grass, right? I mean, no, really no. dude, they,
2: chickens eat everything that moves.
0: Well, like, they scratch it up, scratch it well, up. They, scratch
2: I mean, up. they eat every Shut little bug that moves, yeah. they eat every mice. Yeah, they basically, when you're in the egg business, you're really in the manure business. Yeah, yeah that's basically, true. it's it's everywhere. Yeah,
1: and dude, then, I um, saw one of my big red, uh, one of my Rhode Island Reds just straight up murk a mouse.
0: Oh, just yeah, down. they don't do they're, they're like little raptors, man, they're, oh, yeah. they're yeah. omnivores.
1: Yeah, I thought cats were mousers. Those no, chickens will take them.
0: Down. Cats ain't even that, Chickens um, are the
2: closest relation to dinosaurs that we know of. That's what they say, yeah, for sure. They are little They are rappers. pretty vicious. They're they dumb, are.
0: but they're vicious.
2: But my wife loves them, so I do not see us getting out of the chicken business. No, how many chickens do you have? Three. Three chickens. And you've yeah, stayed at three, eggs.
1: which I commend you for.
2: Well, no, we, we've we had as many as five. But okay. you know how they have a kind of a high mortality rate as you know <laughs> yeah, from and, dogs uh, and shit no I mean, they're, they're just, just susceptible to all kinds of like little diseases
1: and, you know, yeah. little
2: oh really yeah, but yes yeah. dogs uh, raccoons especially uh, yeah. fox uh,
1: you know raccoons will just kill them for fun they don't even need them they don't even need them really yeah they just kill them for fun
0: they break in and fuck the yeah. nest up and kill yeah, them yeah just yeah. kill them all a bunch of dicks right. yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: it's true <laughs> so <laughs> when that happens we just go out and get some more
1: yeah yeah, what does is, a what is chicken cost? What are you like, oh, what, like 10 bucks, something like that, 10, 15? Yeah, 15, somewhere eight, like that. So how many 15, 15, 15 eggs
0: are you one. getting a day? Depends 100%. on what you buy. Yeah. Like, like
1: a Rhode Island Red would probably lay one a day.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah a
1: good like chicken, a good, when they're in their prime, yeah.
2: you'll get six or seven a week. That's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, uh, even in the middle of the winter, maybe it go down to three or four, and then it will come back up. And then they, they usually have, I think, uh, to me, they lay for about four years, next, somewhere four and a half, maybe. How long do they yeah. live?
0: The oh, fuck do you do with the things when they stop playing eggs? Just serve your pets? You can them. You mm-hmm. just do them. Can you eat them? No. You just eat them, <laughs> oh, <laughs> or they become no your way. friends. They All right, so. Your, not in my house. Or you just leave the gate open and hope a house. raccoon comes <laughs> twirling by. So, I love like how Aaron and I <laughs> That's both not immediately do went to
1: eat them. <laughs> so I, I had I had quite a few chickens. Okay, like I had up to fifteen chickens at one point oh, in Jesus. my backyard, and and uh, I I went I went out on tour, and Justin does not fuck with the chickens share my love of chicken okay? <laughs> so the chickens was your he, he, he's actually somewhat allergic to them so he's just like okay man I'm not taking care of these chickens while you go out on tour I'm just not, not doing it and so I was like well alright I guess we're See, I guess what we're happens. gonna eat a lot of chicken here for a little while and so we took them to a guy that processed them and we ended up with all these all this chicken and we learned how to can chicken at that huh. point interesting so I still have a jar of...
0: That's a big can. can. You got to use a whole can? No.
2: <laughs> I'm not going to be able to let my wife watch this segment of the show. Yeah, Because yeah. she's someone we'll who takes six chickens to the vet. Oh, That's wow. hard because most oh, vets know. don't even know how to treat a chicken. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know, you have to like vets the- treat Dogs, dogs, and dogs and cats and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and How can and I, I
1: fix this chicken? And, well, a little uh, garlic <laughs> pepper will go along way.
2: Well, you ain't gonna <laughs> eat it with all <laughs> these fucking feathers on it. I'd get these motherfuckers <laughs> off. <motherfuckers, laughs> yeah. so. like that just shows up to fix a cow. Anyways, it's like a burger on uh, your table. So. We're, more, we're we're in it for the eggs, not the meat, okay? <clears throat> yeah, yep, for, for sure. sure. That's and what and I'm, the companionship. I
0: always like... G- there are kind of cool animals, it seems like. Cause I, I have a, are awesome. I though. have like three clients that have, the, for pest control. I have chickens. And like their chickens are fucking cool, man. They would, and, and those people always give me eggs and shit. So I would tell
1: cool. you about the time I took it, my chickens to the bar. <laughs> <laughs> you, you took all fifteen chickens to the bar? No, I took I, I took I took Red. I have this one chicken that like he was your buddy. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, she, she, yeah, she. But she, she was awesome. Okay, you'd walk into the pen and they do this little like, okay, pick me up. You know what like, I mean? Yeah, they're, they're flip like yeah. out. They just totally submit. They submit, like, yeah, Okay, submission I'm done. pose. I'm good. And and Red. Would want to be picked up because she knew that like she could just ride right here and had kind of love on her because she was cool, and like that was the only chicken in the in the whole flock that really would do that, that consistently. Like so, you had
0: like a, a nice touching relationship yeah. with her. You could pet it and shit. Yeah. yeah.
1: So the uh, the Driftwood Bar back in the day they were doing yeah, an yes, event I of uh, still right. Uh, it was it's still there, isn't it? Over there, chicken, off the... Chicken shit yeah, bingo.
0: Carter, I think. Yep, they were
1: down. doing chicken shit bingo, and they were like, Aaron, did you bring a chicken? <laughs> And I was like, "Oh I got yeah, the fucking man,
2: I got,
0: chicken for you!" Guys. I got the right one. <laughs>
2: I got the perfect yeah. chicken. So. <laughs> well, and they're kind of iconic. I tell you, chickens—you know—they they were like the third or fourth domesticated animal in the world, and um, they show up in a lot of folklore, mythology, and like if you ever watch a movie and they want to set a scene down south, look for the chickens. Yep. The, the camera open up, chickens flying, thousand yards, yeah, no yeah walking around, shit, yeah. Ch- yeah. It's like, that, oh yeah, we're down south in yeah, the country. Somewhere. Dude, they do that shit
0: in documentaries all the time. Dude, they <laughs> pay into that first, like we're here, we are, in bumfuck, where this guy killed somebody, chickens first. It's hundred percent. Yeah, that's true. So, you've got two books in the hall. Yep. are you currently? Thinking about writing another book? I am, yeah. yeah. So do you have
2: ideas for it, or are you just kind
0: of waiting to see what happens? Yeah,
2: I've got a couple different ideas I'm working on. One's a history of the uh, part of the country I'm from, uh, southern Illinois, around the St. Louis area. There's a strip of land called the American Bottom along the Mississippi River, like 60 miles, that I think has a fascinating history. Um, Give us a little. What happened there? Oh, everything from uh, the first French capital of the United States and the first state capital of Illinois, uh, up to you know, mm-hmm. birth of rock and roll, which invented in East St. Louis by Chuck Berry, right? <laughs> and a lot of a lot of industrial history there is a big industrial area. I love Illinois industrial areas. Um, so, that's one. I I, I want to do a novel at some point before I die, and then I I wouldn't mind updating Wichita Wicked history. But yeah, was when I was going to. That was thirty or forty fun. years. You don't with that kind of book. You don't want to get too. Prevalent recent. to
0: recent. So, when did that, when did, what year did you say that that one ends at? 1922. So, 1922, you could go to like maybe the 70s from there to the 70s? I think so, but there's a lot of people that were still around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, they, there might be some fun ass interviews <laughs> or too not. Too soon, too soon. <laughs> you know? So, we'll see, but I did come across a lot of juicy stories when I was um, researching that one that didn't fit into that time frame. And so, I've got, I already got some material. And uh, so, we'll see what happens. What's your idea for a novel? Is it a fiction? You know, I, I've got several Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely fiction. And um, I don't know. I'm, just, I'm still Kicking trying dream. to figure it out. Yeah. I if I knew, I probably would have written it by now. Criminal chickens you know, that well, are also you know, amazing it might, chefs. It might involve chickens. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean,
0: there's a pretty good history to them. I seem like you could get a lot out of it. I mean, mm-hmm.
2: I yeah.
1: Well, now you got a banty, so. <laughs> well, well,
0: they're, they're great. That. Kind of
1: kind of bantams chicken? are a little like fur footed yeah, chickens, not big. yeah. They're little tiny guys. Do they
0: lay eggs too? Yeah,
1: little tiny ones, yeah.
0: little tiny eggs,
2: yeah, they're cute. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like little quail looking eggs. Yeah, yeah
1: exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Have you ever cool. had any weird eggs, man? Um, you know only
2: from a sick chicken, yeah, yeah.
0: What's a weird egg? So, I, mean, I want to
1: try an ostrich egg,
0: yeah. That's what I thought you meant, like what, like random animal eggs. I or didn't snub, know how yeah. like, are snake no. eggs, no, <laughs> yeah. That's what I thought they were talking
1: about. So, so I uh, my chickens one time laid a really tiny egg that was about the size of a quarter. Oh no! And it had no yolk in it.
0: Does that mean that something's wrong with the chickens, maybe, or are they just having a weird day? Just
1: yeah, bad day. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then then I've had them before to where like the shell is misshapen or like interesting, kind of a weird texture to it. I've had them lay one before that didn't have much of a shell. It was just the membrane. Interesting. You know? I'll tell you
2: one thing. And, you know we've harvested over a thousand eggs easily, sure. and never had a double yolk. Never. Wow. What is the percentage? All right. What do you feed them? No, but feed, feed them feed. yolks. I and bet like a lot of other them. stuff, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we, let me tell you, we feed them good. Yeah. You know, they a steady diet of, of watermelon and, oh, you know, yeah. all kind of stuff and good stuff in the summer. No, no um, meat or anything. But a lot of watery stuff in the summer that they obviously like. And then chicken feed. Yeah. I don't know. But everybody else gets double yolks. I've never had one. Wow.
1: Yeah. I, I, I usually I'm very regularly.
0: Have you maybe given away some of had The right
2: type. I mean, maybe. it's a certain breeds. Oh yeah. Maybe. Yeah, we give them away.
0: We, so maybe know. some of the giving away ones you were double yolks. You think it's possible. Maybe, yeah, It's I mean, possible. I don't know what the percentages are on I your chances to, of getting double. I used double to to yolks. set a
1: cabbage. I uh, screw an eye hook, you know, mm-hmm. right. into the into the bottom of the cabbage mm-hmm. and swing it in their in their thing so that they'd peck it and it would go like this, uh-huh. you know, and it was just. It was great. Eventually, this cabbage is swinging around. And
2: We've tried a few things like that. Our yeah. chickens are not interested in any sort of games or exercise. Really? They just want to eat chickens. Yeah. Lazy chickens. just eat yeah. chickens. Yeah. Well, no, right? I want some fucking chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It sounds like a lot of poop, though.
1: So, you're currently writing for uh, Active Age?
2: Yes. And that's a monthly newspaper for um, uh, anybody 55 and up. And we, we uh, distribute. Uh, in Sedgwick, Butler, and Harvey County, and go out to about 57,000 people a month, making us probably the largest print publication in the state right now. Uh-huh. And um, it's been around for 43 years, it's a nonprofit, and we get a lot of good support from our readers, we, you know, we sell advertising for prim- primary for our, our revenue, but we got like almost 100,000 in donations last year. So uh-huh. people that get it really support us, you know, and we appreciate it because they don't, it's free. They don't have to pay anything.
1: What's your subject matter on an active age?
2: Well, like a, a recent one, it's any. I like to say it's anybody 55 and up doing something interesting or interesting things for them to do. And so, you know, we have stories about people doing activities like, you know, rowing on the river. And our, our, I will say our readers really like um, history stories. Because I think the older you get, the more you like history. I do, For too. whatever Same reason. Same for me. The old, so we always to try do. to include a history story or two. And then I, I think that the uh, older residents of, the, of this area, Wichita and Sedgwick County, uh, really get left out of almost every civic discussion about what should be done, like how government money should be spent, what our priorities should be. The focus is always on kids and young professionals. And I understand why that is because they're looking to future but I think that they should try to make the area, you know, why not also make it the best area for somebody to retire in and live out their life? Yeah, because we're going to retire here, too. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's, it's, yeah. It's, it you know? helps everybody. And believe me, that is the last—old <coughs> people or older or I shouldn't even say old. Older people are the last consideration when these policymakers sit down You're right, they and are. make decisions. They, they are— if there's ageism, to me, is just as prevalent as every other ism out there.
0: Yeah, a lot of people get like this really coarse thing about elderly people or anybody over the age of 55 that mm-hmm. that you're like, yeah, you, you forgot, you don't care anymore about like normal. That's yeah. just so not, not tr- the
2: case. Not true. And and you know the age the aging population gets younger every year because people have maybe taken better care of their bodies, ate better, whatever. They, you know, people are living longer than ever and they're living better than ever into their older years. So it's important to me that the, you know, society recognize that and and make them a priority and not just like, well, that's fine. You've lived here, you've worked all your life, paid taxes, but now you can just. Yeah, it's not like your fucking life is over. Yeah, it's not like your fucking life is over, man, right? You know? No, it's not. A lot of people (laughs) live a long time after. Retiring, yeah, or know. even yeah, from fifty. So, on, people, and a lot of people don't ever retire. You know, people want to keep working, and so you know, we we. In other words, what I'm trying to say is, we also advocate for that population. We try to be a create a sense of community for them, and you know, let them know that there's other people out there just like them doing fun things. And, so, what do you do specifically for the paper? Do you write the whole shooting match, or what do no? You do? But I am the only. We're, we're a very small operation, a three-person operation. It's me an office manager in advertising. So I'm in charge of all the editorial content. I probably write, I don't know, half of it every month and then have freelancers do the rest. So where can we get this? Um, it's free to anybody who would like to subscribe. There's no age limit, anybody can subscribe. So it's and not we, a pickup paper somewhere you have to subscribe to it? No, the really attractive thing to it for advertisers, it's actually put in every in people, subscribers mailbox. It's not like thrown out in their yard, like a, some kind of right. you know, thing like that. It's, it's addressed to them in their mailbox. And they have subscribed to get it. Yeah, so they they obviously they want to look at it, right? Yeah. So and then we the only, we do uh, distribute about three thousand on newsstands around town. Uh, Dylan's unfortunately kicked out all the free papers that used to go there, but we we have lots of stands. You know, like we probably have one hundred and fifty locations, and we put about twenty in each one. It's every it's everything from Valero to. Like where you can get the the splurge. uh, Yes, exactly. Any place you can find those things. Yes, any place you can find (coughs) them, you can find us. So that's mainly to get our uh, brand out there and attract new readers, you know. Somebody may see it and say, hey, my mom would really like that or, you know. So, yeah. So where can we find your books in town? Where, where uh, do you them? Well, I am happy to sell them to anybody myself. But the, yeah, go awesome. to him first. Message yeah. him. Yeah. I'm easy to find. And then, um, <coughs> but the uh, Watermark's been nice enough to carry them. Barnes and Noble has copies. Um, I'm trying to think who else. I think Doodah Diner's got some copies. Nice. Um, oh, I think Mary at Owl's um, Old uh, Old and New Bookstore up there in Delano's got some copies. Nice. Oh, so that's not too far from cool. here and um and it's available online too cool
1: and if we wanted to see your band are you you guys playing anytime soon
2: yeah i've got let me think here i've got uh i got two two solo gigs this saturday one at gray cell in the afternoon one at blue hook in the evening i think i'm doing the jazz jazz thursday at newport the thursday after that and i know we're at margaritas on the the band is on like the 27th of august whatever that That is and I think I'm at Mort's uh, one of those Sundays too. Yeah, beautiful. So yeah, I hope you'll come out and so check out check us Fly out. By Night? Yeah, check yeah. out Fly By Jazz. Is that what you're saying? F- uh, Fly By Night, Jazzy Gents, and just <coughs> Joe Stump solo gigs. Damn, you got so you're doing three different
0: projects. Yep. And then you got then you got the two books. You're working on another book. You're right. editing for a paper. Yeah. Man, you got a lot going on. Just In fact, I, ca- I
2: came prepared to sing you a little song.
0: Did
2: you? Yeah, if you I mean, want. Maybe. Yeah, well, yeah. Hey, I'll just I'm, a little snatch of one. I'm, I'm totally you know, down. I'm always working on new songs.
1: Yeah.
2: Nice well, I mean, one. Totally he's there. No, give me that guitar. <laughs> that
1: <laughs> one's horribly out of tune. I'll find you a better Five one. one two. <laughs> you
2: can save me from all the coughing I'm doing. I can't wait to hear a song. This one, a friend, a friend of mine that I play with, uh, Tori Campbell, gave me this idea, and she said um, she was complaining about her friends, you know. So this one's called "My Drunken Friends." My drunken Friend? Yeah. Oh man. I'm in mean, already. Right. <laughs> I'll just do a verse. I won't belabor the point, but Holy shit, do as much as you want, I don't care. What you got over here?
1: Oh, this nothing, this old thing. <laughs>
2: there you go, brother. Alright. This is the first one of my drunken friends. Let's see. Wait, hey, about my drunken friends come around and stay too long smoke up all of my weed into my guitar wrong that's what Tori said (laughs) yes there are times when I wish they'd be gone but then they are and the party ends and that's when I start missing them again my low down lousy no good drunken best friend Nice.
1: I think you did write that
0: there about me. Know. I think that's why you played it. Now. <laughs> right? Kind of fitted into the host <laughs> of the show. <laughs> those <laughs> aren't my friends. I, was to- to- I friends. bring my own weed, though. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> yeah.
0: I don't even know what you're talking about. Weed water, baby. Woo.
1: <laughs> well, man, I'm, I'm I'm glad you made some time out of your busy schedule to come down and talk to us. Right, well, so, where where me. can we
0: find all Do you have social media stuff too? Yeah, I'm on Facebook. Facebook, so we yes. can find you on Facebook and we can kind of get to all your stuff from there? Yes. That's where I found most of the information on you. So yep. should look him up on Facebook. Books, editing. He's got he's got uh, two books and he's editing and writing for a paper. And he's got three musical projects. I mean, Joe Stump's got a lot of stuff for you to get, get in touch with. So. He
1: uh, is... What's the Great Wall thing? What do I read there? You get all your...
2: Oh, I had reviewed re- reviewed them for the Wichita Eagle years and years ago. This is probably twenty years ago. Now, I gave them a good review. There. They've T- included some little thing on their menu. oh, a little quote. I, I can't remember what it is. But. I bet I have. I liked it you. then. I like it now. You gave them a good you gave them a good
0: review and they they yeah. stacked it on their menu.
2: Yeah. So, do you ever my claim to fame? Do you in ever
0: want to go back to doing any food edit, uh, food reviewing and stuff like that again? Or? No,
2: I, no, I, I didn't, I didn't do that many reviews. That was, my always thing was about <coughs> writing about cooks, how to cook stuff. I did a few reviews here. You didn't, you didn't actually like review restaurants and stuff. Not like too that. often, not too every often. Every once in a while, but now Aaron, Aaron's gonna say what I said here.
1: Oh, they, they got the whole thing in
0: here. <laughs> this whole entire article?
1: <laughs> yeah, the whole, the whole. Review on Great Wall. I, I
2: can't believe you come out with
0: I can, yeah, you have the Great Wall fucking menu, too, like right on hand. Who doesn't have the Great Wall menu? I mean, I feel like I know what they hand? have already. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I get the same shit every time yeah. I go. <laughs> you don't do the... Uh, they have good food. I, do, oh I, love, the general, God, gotta, I love their General Sucs. menu. menu. Their general section yeah. is fucking amazing. But I'm telling you that
1: every town has that menu. They just change the name. <laughs> they do. Yeah. I think well,
2: right. They streamline it well. I mean, they don't... Yeah. Yes. It makes sense. But. Anyway, I, thanks a lot for having me. I appreciate it.
1: Yeah, man. Thanks for coming out. And uh, for you guys, uh, like and subscribe. Aaron and Austin Show, that helps us out a whole bunch.
0: Yeah, and quick thing for this guy. Uh, open mics on Thursdays are moving to Shamrock, correct?
1: On August 11th. August yes, 11th. We're, we're going to move the State Jerry's full band open mic over to Shamrock. Yep. And that ought to be really cool. The Sham Jam has always been a really fun time. Yeah, it's a good place. We used to do a lot of like uh, Blue Societies jams over there. Yeah, those a really great place. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: But, and then, and even more you do those open mics down in the the trenches of Douglas and stuff, they just are seeing better.
1: They're just fun, man. And yeah. and uh, I I like that these are starting to get really nice and established. I'm seeing like new faces come out. Uh, I'm seeing a lot of people that are traveling through, that are just looking for an open mm-hmm. mic. Yeah. That's, and, that's you know, when it's and cool. And they find mine. Yeah, that's and cool. And that, that makes me feel good. I was like, okay, you're doing something cool. This is awesome. So if you've
0: been coming to the Barleycorns one on Wednesdays, uh, look forward to that moving on August when? August 11th. August 11th. We're, no. we're going to... The, it's that's Jerry's the that's one. moving to Shamrock. Yeah,
1: Jerry's yeah. is moving. Yeah, Jerry's. That's Barley what I'm saying. Barleycorns is staying at Barleycorns. That's what I'm saying. If
0: you like the Barleycorns one, you're going to get a lot of that same experience at the oh. Shamrock one.
1: And But it's full band. And yeah. since you're a foodie, mm-hmm. we have Aaron Horton does Munchapotamus. Okay. Every right. Thursday. At oh, the shit, Shamrock. Shamrock. You no, know, and
0: the Shamrock does a lot of that pop-up, like, cooks and stuff, too. Oh, man. Oh, All right. Right. That's cool Shamrock.
1: Yeah, so so when we were doing the – so Barleycorn's booked up a couple shows, and so we did those Wednesday open mics over at Shamrock. Last two weeks, actually, that's happened. And they had this barbecue guy there. Do you remember the name of his truck,
0: John? Sorry, barbecue guy.
1: Uh, CeCe's Barbecue? I don't remember
0: now. I don't remember a, now. He had the he had those super, cheddar bobs.
1: Super yummy barbecue guy. And, like and he had amazing. this thing called Cheddar bobs, which is basically seasoned mashed potatoes I'm a, I'm over a, over, a, over a bunch of cheese okay, and then big. deep fried. Okay, mm. I'm the And so guy. you, like, bite into them, and then the cheese goes ooey-gooey. Uh,
0: all over the mashed potatoes. Oh, that sounds amazing. Yes, that sounds good. That does sound yeah, good. good. I fantastic. love those, like, pop-up things. Like, that's a testament to another of how cool our cuisine is here. Like... You don't have to have a fucking restaurant. Yeah. You know, fuck it. Here, come and. Like, what's that girl that makes the cinnamon rolls? Uh, criminal rolls. Erica Propp. Erica yeah, We need her the show sometime. Yeah, oh, shout choice. out to Erica.
2: Shit. She's amazing. She
0: gave me a. Lemon blueberry fucking cinnamon roll at Marley corns bro. one night, dude. I ate that shit in my car on the way home, like a goddamn. Yeah. I just didn't want anybody yeah. else to have any of it. Yeah. You were worried about me taking it. I was like, bro, you don't understand. I, was like, I, I don't look at my cinnamon roll, are. John. Don't I, you dare I, look I ain't touching roll. it. I know how good they are, and I want you to have every piece of that. Man, it was yeah. So,
1: so, so that that's something we can thank COVID
0: for a little bit. Okay, yeah, a little bit
1: because because uh, a lot of the restaurants shut down; they couldn't do anything, and people were still making food out of their houses and like mm. delivering it all around sure. and that yeah, hasn't really stopped now there's a big demand for like a USDA kitchen over here and they just rent you time to make all your stuff so you can yeah.
0: well, that's sell cool. it out in different places that's a cool idea yeah so you can like have a home spot yeah they're like, like go you, go, could, go you could almost do that here even kind of
1: yeah if I had 50 grand to build mm-hmm. yeah,
0: a kitchen, kitchen. Yeah. but if somebody wanted to put that shit in I guess they could well yes, all right.
1: Please do. All
0: right. I appreciate you coming yeah. in, Joe. Uh make sure you check out all Joe's stuff and we'll see you yeah. on the next episode, guys. All right. Appreciate Thank you. you. Theme song, buddy. Roll up shit.
1: No dings Dung. this time, buddy.
0: Dung. Oh man, I like the ding. I so liked it the halfway dings. through, then the ding. It was funny for me. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Well, here, here's the theme song for you. Is it a podcast? Is it a show? The